All right, let's get going. It's Sunday Pour. After uh, an absolute, I mean, it's heaven of a weekend. You get basketball morning tonight. If you're not falling asleep watching basketball a couple nights on that weekend, you're doing something wrong. Let me tell you, it was, um, I mean, it was awesome. It was fucking great. Um, we have a we have a sweet sixteen. We have a few double digit seeds. We have a number one seed bounced, and uh, we're ready to rock for the next round. Come this weekend, we'll start there. And how's it going, man? How did you do this weekend? I wouldn't say it was my best weekend. Uh, still, for the best days of the year, I'll start off with a confession right off the bat. I don't know if it's old age or one too many cocktails on Sunday. I didn't see overtime of Arizona TCU. I didn't even see tip-off of Arizona TCU. No, I didn't see anything of Arizona. I thought, I thought that game was a foregone conclusion. And oh, no, no, no. TCU's, TCU's legit, and they may have gotten screwed at the end. Because I went back and watched the condensed version today on YouTube. Mm. They got screwed with a no-call at the end. No, yeah, no-call at the end. Oof, man. Gun was man. in the pale. That hurts. There was uh... – there's definitely there's one time this weekend. It's more than one time. One time comes comes to mind where I knew that or I thought the fix was in, and it was uh, Friday night. It was not the Seton Hall game uh, that the fix was not in in that game. That that was they screwed themselves from the get go. Not gonna waste another second on that game. But it was uh, luckily playing Wood had a plane to catch to Maryland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it was uh, well, Davidson Michigan State was that night, right? I hope I have the I hope I have the setup right here. Friday night, yeah, Davidson, Michigan State. So I flipped over there, and Davidson was playing like a perfect game. Like a perfect game. They had them like in their sights. They had that game in their hands. And uh, they had like three fouls, and there was like, I don't know, four minutes left in the game, five minutes left. They had like they had three fouls in the second half. And then a one possession, they called, I think it was either three or four fouls in a row. And this kept Michigan State in the game, kept, them, kept the ball on that side of the court. Got him like into the bonus, like that was really. And then the same thing happened yesterday, where Duke or Michigan State had like three fouls in a possession called on them. It was crazy to see uh, the same thing happen in in back to back Michigan State games. But at that point, I knew the committee had it in for uh, for that storyline that you've been talking about for weeks, Coach K versus Izzo. That yeah, game, I feel like that game was pretty I feel good. Like, I feel like Davidson. Uh was being aggressive on defense there because they only had like two or three team fouls at the time. So that's what I took out of that. They kind of fell apart, Davidson. They were playing like the perfect game Mm. by Davidson standards, and then it just – it all went to shit. Exactly what Michigan State did yesterday. They were playing a perfect game, went to shit. Yeah, yeah. It's Um, amazing with five minutes left sometimes in these college games. It's just everything goes to hell. Yeah, yeah, Duke went on a gigantic run at the end. Michigan State didn't score for a few minutes. Um, yeah, it was uh, – man, it, that's like what always amazes me about these games is that just like the mishmash when like you look back on them and try to remember exactly what the fuck happened. One game to the next, they all blend together. Um, but we, we definitely saw some good ones. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, was, some, it never disappoints. It, it really never disappoints the first weekend. I mean, some are better than others. That's for – a different podcast to rank uh, yeah, yeah. how good this uh, first and second round were up against others. I know there was no buzzer beater, but 
no, the, the tournament is the tournament. It's always been a tournament since I've been a kid. So, you know, I'm not, I don't go back to UCLA and all those pre-64 uh, before, you know, what was it, 84, 83, whenever they expanded it. Yeah. Uh, but it's always a tournament. It's like it's the only sport that I think I have zero complaints about. Like baseball, you can complain about. There's things about football. <laughs> There's nothing about college basketball. It's always been the same to me. Yeah. It's um yeah, there is nothing to complain about. It's as pure as you can get. I mean, you're, despite all the AT&T commercials and uh you know, and coaches coaching carousel after the fact, whatever whatever you want to break it down to, um is as pure as it gets for at least these 4 days. And even Sweet 16 and Final Four, they're always it's always good, but it, you know, it gets to be big time college basketball the next few weeks like capital B, capital T, big-time college basketball, whereas uh, this was um, – It's more for, like, it just captures America these first four days. And it's a mo- and it's just a moment. And it's a moment in the tournament. It's, it's one shining moment of the tournament, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, although I don't need to hear about anybody else's bracket. I don't need to hear about brackets anymore. No. no. I will not be talking about mine for a couple of reasons. <laughs> but I mean, I don't want to hear about your bracket. Like, tell me about like you didn't watch any games. Like, you don't you don't care about the about where you are. Like, or you don't care about the actual tournament. You just care where you are in this bracket thing. Tell me, you know, tell me about uh, St. Pete. Tell me about North Carolina coming to play. Tell me about you know this or that or Villanova playing two excellent games. Um, you know, t- t- tell me about that kind of shit. Don't tell me why you did in the bracket. Nobody had fucking St. Pete. No, I mean Carolina. I, so I watched the first half of this game. Carolina was up 10. Yeah. And I left my house because I had to go meet people for lunch. Yeah. So I planned it where I can, I can get to the bar 15, 20 minutes before another couple that we had to meet up with. Mm-hmm. So I get to the bar. I sit down, one TV. And when I look up, it was a, like a studio, ESPN studio show. So I'm like, what the oh, hell is this? Oh, no. <laughs> and, uh, so I was I was about uh, five seconds away from asking the bartender to change it. Yeah, and I saw it was UConn women's ha- uh, at the at the half. I don't know who they were playing. We were we were up like we were like ten minutes from UConn's campus. So I I, I made I'm self aware enough, and I called an audible, and I was like, I gotta know I gotta know my place here. Mm-hmm. The UConn women game probably trumps Baylor. UNC plus UNC was up 25 at the time with like 10 minutes left. So I'm like, I'm not going to miss anything. And of course I kept checking <laughs> my phone. It's down to 15, down to 12, 10, five. Uh, by that time I had, we'd gotten a table. I wasn't near a TV, but you know, of course, when I, I try and make the mature decision and not, uh, you know, give the UConn women their, their moment, which I'm, they're in a barn burner right now, 26, 23. Yeah. You know, playing uh, in Bridgeport, I try to give them their moment, and uh, you know, I miss like probably the game of the weekend. It seems like you missed two of them. You missed there. I mean, at least the Arizona one to get a, you know last last uh, leg of the weekend. Carolina Baylor, Michigan State, Duke just took the life out of me. I, I blame oh. <laughs> I blame that. It, it took the life out of me. That was an old school scumbag Duke win. It was like it brought me back. It's been like 20 years, I feel like, since Duke won 
that type of game where they just pulled it out of their ass at the end, looked like they could be dead, got everyone's hopes up, and just pulled the rug. It pulled the rug out from under us. It was just it was just a gut wrenching Duke victory. Gut wrenching Duke win. In that Carolina Baylor game, did you see that elbow that the kid got thrown out for? No. Oh uh I saw it on replay. Was was it not that bad? I, I don't even know. I mean, it was. It, I don't think it was intentional, but I, I don't know what they were thinking, throwing the kid out, to be honest with you. Like, flagrant maybe because like, it's all touchy, but I don't think he threw the elbow like trying to hurt anybody. Um, and they threw him out, and then Baylor went on this gigantic run. And let me tell you, man, Carolina, they, they, had, a, they had a shot to win it at the end. They had a three-ball to win. They missed. I thought that team was dead. I thought they were dead. They they were hanging their heads. I thought they were dead too. I wasn't even watching. I was like, oh, they're dead. Shuffling off the court, shuffling off the court. Baylor was going bananas. Coach was going nuts. Team was going nuts. Like they had just won the thing. Carolina looked like they were dead and they came out in the overtime and um just took care of business. I mean, it was it was really an amazing performance by Baylor in the second half, and somehow they came up short. Um Somehow the Carolina found the reserves to uh, to gut out that overtime victory. But just, I, I really I, – I, I live bet Baylor when they were down like a dozen, I think. Like come, coming back, I'm like, Carolina's done. They're toast. Yeah. And they, they, almost, they almost pulled it out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know how Carolina came back for overtime. You know, you, looking at the team, you could, you could say, look, they didn't play a complete game. They fell apart in the second half. But you also could say they gutted out what looked like to be the low point of a of a season or of a tournament. They gutted out through that low point. So I don't know what you take away from that, but I, I think you feel good. I think you feel good about a team that can can uh, respond to that kind of adversity against our number one seed, let alone the defending champs. Uh, I think the thing I take away from this tournament, and this this is just not this tournament, but just in general, yeah is forget about game to game. It's just mm-hmm. like it's like half to half almost. Like I don't know what it makes, we're getting it might out be of anybody. Like, might be like 10 minutes to 10 minutes. It might be like the first 10 and the second 10, like not quarter to quarter, but it might I be. Think I, said it, I think I said it last show about how no lead is safe in the NBA because of the shot making and no lead is safe in college because of the not shot making, basically yeah. the droughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like – I'm I'm sitting here. I think there's exceptions, you know, one sixteen matchups. But like when a team's up fifteen at the half in these games, I don't even like. I don't think it's over. I'm just expecting the team that's losing to make a run, whether it's because they get hot or if the other team just goes through a drought where they score like six points in fifteen minutes. Yeah, go ice cold, get tight, whatever it is. But yeah, yeah. Ha- like te- Texas went down last night to Purdue uh, early. Purdue had a double-digit lead. Texas came back and made a game of it. You know, TCU went up big at the beginning of their game. Mm-hmm. Then Arizona had a 10-point lead at some point in the second half. It's just – I know basketball is a game of runs, but I, I think you got to, like, just keep telling yourself that when you have money on these games. It's like, don't – you're never comfortable. No, there's no comfort level at all. Even um... – Nova, Ohio State yesterday. Ohio State was down over 10 most of the game. They brought it within within three at least. 
Um, yeah, I kept I kept waiting for Ohio State to make their run. I had Ohio State plus five, so I was, you know, patiently waiting. And they finally they finally made a run that obviously came up short because free throws and whatnot. Mm. Uh, but yeah, all these games like it just never feels like a 12, 14, 15 point lead. It just feels like okay, a couple threes here, mm-hmm. couple couple stops, and it's just a, a completely different game. Yeah. Um, it's I don't know. It's it's fun. It's uh, like I said, the tournament it just always delivers. Yeah. If that uh, I, maybe the if Baylor North Carolina was the game of the tournament. It might have been Zaga uh, Memphis Saturday night. Drew Timmy going yes. off with his yeah. little shoulders. Uh, yeah. Memphis. I thought Memphis. I thought Memphis had a shot. I I I had Memphis. Um. And uh, the camp, I had him with the points. I didn't, I didn't have the balls to take a money line. But I was pulling for him. I was pulling for him to pull off the outright upset. Uh, came up just short. And it looked like it was uh, – I didn't see it much, the whole game. I saw like the last five, ten minutes of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, was, it was more about Zaga taking it than it was Memphis blowing it, which you can't really say that much in these games. Usually it's somebody blowing it. Um, but, uh, yeah, none of the one seeds covered in the second round. I'm pretty sure. Can't yeah, Arizona no, Kansas. I don't remember Kansas game. Yeah, Creighton fell yeah. apart there at the end. That's oh, that's one of, yeah. a case where like Creighton blew it more than Kansas won it. Can't because yeah. Kansas was trying to do their thing that they normally do, and mm. Creighton kind of just wouldn't let them. Uh, all right, so here's the rundown. Sweet sixteen on Thursday. First off, before we do the yeah. rundown, yeah, yeah, team to beat. Forget about team to beat because that's like who would you who would you pick to win it right now? Um, am I the only one who wants to do over? Because I know we don't want to talk about brackets, but I had Kentucky <laughs> Auburn. Those are my those are my I mean my two teams all year. Sometimes like sticking to your guns backfires. Yeah, yeah. I think I I think my final is Nova Carolina right now. Nova Carolina. I if, think if, I would after go after the first weekend. I think I'll go Purdue Nova. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no Villanova's played. I mean, Villanova. I mean, obviously, game one, Delaware. They just handled their business. Or I say, a little stiffer competition. Uh, they were all business though. But this is what you get with the Villanova team. Is you get that, like. I don't know. They're just, just a bunch of seniors. They've been there forever. They've been there for 10 years. And it's, a, it's a pro team, yeah. It's yeah, like a so, Detroit Pistons 04. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, Has, so, you know, I was thinking about this with Nova. Mm-hmm. Has there been a team in the last, I don't know, five, six, seven, let's say decade, mm-hmm. that's done a bigger 180? Like, it wasn't that long ago that the Jay Wright Nova teams were chokers. Oh yeah, they were they were out in the second round. They were, they were always early constantly. Yeah. It was a constantly. March tradition to bet against Nova early. Yeah, remember in fourteen they lost to uh, UConn. They were two seed. Shabazz took them out. Following mm-hmm. year, twenty fifteen, uh, they were a one seed. I think Wisconsin got them. Mm-hmm. They lost as a one seed in the second round a couple times. I remember Wisconsin beat them one time, and I think NC State beat them one time. So that's like three games off the top of my head that like they were a top two seed mm-hmm. and they went out in the second round and then out of nowhere they're they're like the model they're the model franchise it's 
Yeah, it maybe. feels like it. Maybe because I mean, he gets a bunch of four-year guys. He doesn't have one and done somehow, and he's always competing. And when he has like this, when team like kind of matures and comes to like everybody's third, fourth year, they they find a way. They, they don't even feel like the run. most talented team. He's had more talented teams that but, kind of yeah, just bowed but, out early. Like those teams I just mentioned were probably more talented. Yeah, but these are just better teams, though. Just capital collective teams. unit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't have a gimme against Michigan. Michigan's playing really well right now. That's uh, preferable. No gimmies. No gimmies anymore in the well, tournament. No, yeah, no. That goes without saying. But uh, proverbial team to want to run into is this team has got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, low seed, and uh, pl- playing probably playing to what their projection was now at the beginning of the season. Right. Here's an 11 seed, which is – I don't know what they were projected as. They, they, they started out – Oh, <laughs> they were supposed to be they're, – they're, I think top 10, 50. Yeah, I think they were top 10. I think they were preseason top 10, right? Michigan? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, here you are. Here, here they are playing just about up to that level. Um, dangerous teams to run into in the second round. Or third yeah, round. So, but, um, so, yeah. Good, so, good uh, yeah, I would, I would say we have, like, you have, like, five Cinderella's by definition. Like, teams that weren't supposed to be here, if you look at their seeding. Okay, so like the, the non-traditional ones would be like Michigan, North Carolina, because it's hard to call. Yeah, I can't call Michigan, Carolina. I can't call Michigan, Carolina, uh, Cinderella, Iowa, right. Miami, St. Peter's. Um, right. The, the the traditional one would be Iowa State, Miami, St. Peter's. Yeah, yeah, Michigan. You could make a case for just because of their year. Carolina, I can't see Carolina being under like Cinderella at any point. Their history. I'm going. I'm going strictly by the seeds. Yeah. Okay. Eight seed is like if Boise State as an eight seed made the right, Sweet right. Sixteen, we'd be talking about Cinderella. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And this the Carolina. They're just off to a bad start this year, and then finishing strong, and just kind of getting a lower seed because you know just how their season kind of evens out. Um, but then, again, there's another team playing up to expectations. Finally. Outrageous. And, uh, yeah. They're a very very dangerous team. But yeah, and one thing about these one thing about these higher seeds, mm-hmm. and I'll throw Michigan and North Carolina in there with the other high seeds. Mm-hmm. I find the Sweet Sixteen the hardest to bet on because I never know who's going to carry the momentum into the Sweet Sixteen and who's going to yeah. fizzle out. Yeah, I don't know because like how. First of all, I mean this is you know, stupid observation, but every team playing right now is on at least a two game winning streak. <laughs> so like you, you could point, you can look, you can look back at all these teams and be like, Oh, I mean, they look good. Their last game. They've looked good so far. Like everyone, yeah, everyone looks good right now. So you have to like, I don't know. You have to like go digging through the crumbs and find something you don't like or find why one team is better than this team. Cause every team, it playing still feels like they're peaking. Like, how do you – you know, St. Peter's, like, how do you bet against them right now? They look unbelievable. They look Every great. Every team looks games. good. Yeah. Yeah, they, now all the interviews are interviews of uh, people who are, who are hot and feeling good about themselves. You're like, oh, man, I love what the guy has to say. Like, you watch, like, Shaheen Holloway. And right. you know, you're like, oh, yeah, that guy's a great coach. Yeah, I love him. How could you, how could you not get behind this guy? But then there's Jay Wright over there. And then there's 
you know, this guy over here and coach. Oh, Miami has great guard play. I'm learning (laughs) for the first time today. Like Miami has great guard play. That's what plays in March. They can make a run. So it's like you're hearing good things about every team. Yeah. I I don't know who's going to carry it over to this weekend. Who's not. It's not like it's that long of a layoff. It's like these kids only play twice a week during the regular season. So like three days or four days off isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. But I always find it like it's, it's so easy to fall in love with a Cinderella. But then, I mean, when, when it strikes midnight for some of these teams, it get, you realize you're on the wrong side. You're like, fuck. Yep. Yeah, it's <laughs> fun. Sucks. To, it's fun to ride them because the number is high. But, uh, but um, yeah, you're right. That can get ugly. Slipper doesn't always fit. I know. I thought Murray State. Like, I thought Murray State was going to be that team. We were all talking about, oh, Murray State, little – Cinderella mid-major, like a Gonzaga from 20 years ago, out. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Richmond. I mean, that, that turned midnight early for Richmond. I was behind Richmond him. got bounced quick. I see. That's what happens. Like, you, Richmond yep. beats Iowa. You're feeling good about Richmond. Blown out. Game, yep. It was never a game against yep. Providence. So, you got to be careful. Providence, another team that surprised me so far. I mean, really, I was anti-Province coming into this, and they've uh, they've, de- they've, they've they've delivered. What's that? Everyone was anti-Province. I mean, they get, they've been get they've gotten no respect from even Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Even this game, they're seven and a half point dogs. Yeah, and they they were two point favorites against South Dakota State, a thirteen, and they were three point favorites or two and a half point favorites against Richmond. Yeah, I should have been right in Providence. Been the team that yeah, ride. but it's yeah, it's hard. Eh, hindsight, twenty twenty. Of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah. So Thursday we start Arkansas, Gonzaga, Michigan, Nova, Texas Tech, Duke, Houston. What a slate! Houston, Arizona. What a slate of games. What's really? what's the most intriguing? What's the most intriguing matchup of the? Uh, Final four. Oh, final four. Fuck. Getting getting ahead of myself. Hey, getting excited. Um. Well, I I just St. Peter's probably the most intriguing. That's the best storyline you have right now. High seed Purdue, you know, a favorite, like a, a you know a championship favorite, not just a favorite in this game. You can make a case for that. It's the worst thing that could have happened to Purdue, I think. Run to this guy. Run to the team like this. I just I feel like this is this is when, like, if Purdue was getting ready to play Kentucky right now, all the pressure would be on Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Now, strangely, in my like stupid head, it's like, oh, everything broke right for Purdue now. One seed is gone, Baylor. Two seed gone, Kentucky. You have a fifteen seed. They're going up against, and then obviously, you know, see what happens. UCLA in North Carolina. Purdue is supposed to win now. When Purdue's supposed to win, this is when Purdue Purdue's. Like, how could you lay twelve and a half with them against St. Peter's? And and the crazy thing is, this wasn't that far away from being a first round matchup. If Purdue was a two seed, mm-hmm. or if St. Pete was a fourteen, this is the first yeah. uh, first round matchup. Yeah. And the spread is probably like 16 or 17, probably even more than it is now. But I how do you – I can't lay 12 and a half with Purdue. Slippers had to come off at some point, though. 
that's I say I laid eight with Murray State and I got screwed. St. Peter's look unbelievable. I agree. I think Purdue wins. I think Purdue. I think Purdue's. I mean, I just picked them to go to the finals. I just scary. It's scary when Purdue's supposed to win. It understood. Um, Love Jaden Ivy. Love Jaden Ivy. Love him. Arizona Houston is a it's, a it's probably an underrated matchup there because Houston this is Houston's fourth year in a row in the Sweet Sixteen. So it's is it? I know they went to the Final Four last year. I'm surprised with Houston team that's been there against Arizona. I just think I, it's probably going to be a better matchup than it's not going to be one that's kind of scrutinized and looked at late Thursday, but that could be a real good game. It's going to get buried because it's going up against the Duke game. Yeah. Yeah, Duke Tech. I think Houston's. Gonna, I think Houston's going to get uh, a good home crowd. The game's in San Antonio, which is like three hours oh, from Houston. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's fucking Arizona gets fucked. Odds makers only have Arizona laying a point and a half. Yeah. yeah. Zona did show me something though. Zona at least got a. They had to work against TCU. It's not just coasting into this game off two easy wins. Like they had to really. Get after it against TCU. TCU is a game team, so I do like that for Zona. Uh, yeah, Houston's just—I'm surprised. Man. I don't—if they play in a weak conference, they don't play like an aesthetically pleasing brand of basketball. But it's—it's it's hard. Like with Gonzaga, it's hard to evaluate these teams from the small conferences because they just—they rip through the regular season. Yeah, but I guess they're good. Um, eyeball on Thursday. Not these aren't official picks. I just, I think I'll make picks. I'll make picks. I don't care right now. Well, I figured we could do Thursday's games tonight and then Friday's games on the live stream. All right. Okay. All right. Let's do Thursday right now. Then let's do these picks. Then. All right. I know know I'm going. So Arkansas Gonzaga is a seven oh nine. Gonzaga is a nine point favorite. I'm going with Arkansas here. I've been on Arkansas from the beginning of the tournament. I'm sticking with them. I don't have like a scouting farm or anything like that. But um, yeah, I'm ready to see Arkansas. Baylor got bounced. I'm ready to see Gonzaga get bounced. I've I got high hopes for Arkansas. So I'm taking Arkansas with the nine. I couldn't believe how big the spread was. I thought maybe Gonzaga five, five and a half. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is just one of those tough muck it up teams. They like a it's a football school and their basketball team kind of plays like that, like slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of that, I'm taking Gonzaga. The line just seems too high, so I'm fading my brain. It's just Arkansas seems too easy, so I'm taking Gonzaga. All right, uh, Michigan uh, Villanova. Villanova is a five point favorite. Um, Rematch from the 2018. Title game. Uh, me and the Greek almost hit the final score in that game. We were off by one point. Oh, and it was like a ten grand payout. Oh. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Seventy nine, sixty two was the final score. We had zero two. We needed eighty to sixty two. Oh, I will never forget the final score. There are UConn championship games. I will not remember the final score to Michigan Nova. Will stick with me. That is a killer. Yep. Years off your life. Yeah, oh yeah. I was like yelling to foul, even though it was a seventeen-point game. <laughs> like a 
Fall, get the walk-ons on or something. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. Tough one, yeah. I, I mean, the, the worst is one of those terms that's thrown around a lot, but that is the, that's the worst. No, it's not yeah. by a point. It's a tough gambling. Yeah, tough, tough gambling. Hell there. Uh, and then, oh, and for, we haven't really touched on Michigan that well that much. Mm-hmm. Best thing to ever happen to Juwan Howard was this run. Just talk about what Nova doing a 180. Juwan now uh, he's hugging guys in the Tennessee line, <laughs> consoling them. Yeah, guys shit. crying like, on his shoulder. Yep. <laughs> I mean, if yep. they didn't, like bowed out to Colorado State, which it looked like was going to happen in that first half. Mm-hmm. The whole offseason, you'd still be you'd still be seeing the highlights of him smacking Joe Krabinoff. Now it's like it's just still basketball to be played. You're getting ready for Nova. Yep. Michigan chance to make a run. Last year they were one seed, came up just short. Two two and eleven seed UCLA. Now it's like shoes on the other foot. Mm-hmm. No one's talking about it now. Yep. No mention of it. He's a hero. He is. This is a, this is uh a tough one. Like, I feel like I get burned whenever I go up against Nova. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Michigan plus five. All right. Well, we're going head to head on this one, too. I just got to – I've been with Nova for the first two rounds. I'm sticking with them here at the five. Um, for, 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 I'm going to end up betting against all my picks. This is a very <laughs> early – these are very early leans. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just like everything I said earlier about them. And, yeah, but commission hang with them? Absolutely. But I see Villanova pulling away a little bit, making it, you know, making it a five-point victory. Very easily I see that. Uh, Texas Tech, Duke. And also, I, quick, the problem with Nova is they make their free throws. So, if you get them, like yesterday against Ohio State, it's, yeah. a, uh, you know, a close four or five-point game turns into ten points. So, that is a, that is a case for Nova. Yeah. Uh, Tech and Duke. Duke's a one-point underdog here. I'm, I've had it, Duke. But, like, we're entering that territory. Yeah. Like, I would have I, – I, I wanted Michigan State to win so bad yesterday. <laughs> and I'm no Michigan State. Like, I'm no – I don't wave pom-poms for Michigan State, but I wanted them to win so bad yesterday. I would have loved if Izzo bounced them. Because he's – Coach K has owned Izzo in the tournament. I think the only time Izzo's gotten him is the Zion here a few years back. I think K has beaten him like six out of seven. I don't know the exact numbers. But I know Coach K has a really good record against them. I wanted Izzo to end them. Are we destined for – Duke UNC in the Final Four here. I don't, I don't think so. That would be wild. But I'm not. I wouldn't even sign for that if you gave it to me. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want. I just want Duke going. Fair enough. And it worries me. It worries me that so it's Duke is a little suspect on defense. But they could score the ball, and Tech is the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. They're great defensive, probably the best defensive team in the country, I would say, right up there. I don't know. Just go ask uh, any college expert, college basketball expert to find me a better team than Tech. But for the sake of this podcast, they're the best defensive team in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it scares me that Texas Tech, when they need to score, is going to just – the well is going to come up dry. 
I think I like I don't know if you call it a reverse jinx, maybe I'm calling it take Duke. I, yeah. I are we I don't know, are we gonna get yeah. let off the hook this easy? No, probably not. I'm still I'm still taking Duke too with the plus with the one. Yeah, it's a I mean it's a pick 'em, so you're just picking the winner basically. I just yeah. There's no way we get let off the hook. Right, There's no way we get let off the hook, I think. It's gonna they're gonna drag it out, Elite Eight, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, Duke can score from any from anywhere on the court. Multiple guys take it to the rack, shoot it. They uh, they're a dangerous team. They get going. I mean, I said they were dangerous a thousand times this fucking podcast, amateur hour. But uh, that's <laughs> truth. that's truth with Duke, and uh, yeah, and they're, and they're going to get calls too. So yeah, Tech Tech might be one one of the best defensive teams in the country. Maybe the best defensive team of all time. Whatever. Down the down the stretch, Duke's gonna get the calls. So give me Duke. I yeah, I worry about. Yeah, I just worry about Tech in a tight game. I shouldn't if this was like blind resumes, like you know, uh, blind uh, uniforms, or if you want to call it. Yeah, I would take. Tech, I think Tech would probably be like a three, four, maybe even five point favorite in this game, but mm-hmm. it's just not the way it works. And uh, final game of uh, Thursday, Houston. Arizona, Arizona's one and a half point favorite. This is another, this is another tough one. So the line is begging you to take Arizona, obviously. One seed, only laying a point and a half. Mm-hmm. So the case for Houston is they're home, basically. They're gonna they should have the crowd. Yes. Any holdovers from what what uh, region is that? That's Nova, Michigan. Yeah, this is the so any, South. Yeah, so any holdovers probably root for the dog. Mm-hmm. So they'll have the crowd. Defensively, Houston's better, tougher. Um, I'm gonna take. I think I'm gonna take the bait and go Zona. <laughs> I, I think. Right. I think a little bit. I think the this point spread might be a little overreaction to what we just saw because Houston. I mean. I know that Illinois game got a little close there at the end yesterday, but Houston basically smoked UAB and Illinois. They walked into the Sweet 16 where Arizona, people lost the Arizona's lucky. You know, they got into a tough game with a TCU, and Houston's probably a better version of TCU than TCU. Mm. Uh, I'm going to say Arizona, though. Uh, I'm going opposite here too. I'm going. I'm going with uh, Houston. I, I just uh, I've seen Arizona in the in, in the March too many times. Come up short. Uh, Houston, just a little more, a little more faith in them, a little more trust in them. Uh, forget. This, I mean, this is a great run for Houston over the past few years. Um, just see them keep it going. Go go a little deeper into this tournament. I'm, I'm taking Houston here. Yeah, I just can't. Picture Houston going to another Final Four. Well, they'll run to Villanova or Michigan the next round. That'll be it. Probably. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick Houston against either of those two teams. No, I no, I wouldn't either. I would, especially Villanova. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So we're there both, you go. We're Take both, those we're, picks. We're both riding with Duke. <laughs> That's <laughs> still, we're head to head and everything else, but riding with Duke. 
It's, it's PTSD from March past. Yeah, you're right. Simple as that. They forced our hand in it. We'll see. We'll see if we can put the whammy on Duke. Yeah. Well, yeah, we had our own uh, running with the uh, celebrity the other night. I didn't speak to him. I don't know. I did. I had a word with him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he went good, up. Good uh, guy? Yeah, well, I just uh, – we're talking about um, – what's his name? John, what's his name? <laughs> Matthew Barry? Matthew Barry, yeah. I don't – like, I follow him on Twitter, I guess, but uh, not like – I don't I don't follow him religiously as like a fantasy guy. I don't follow anybody religiously like a fantasy guy. Like what do those guys know that I can't figure out? Yeah. I mean of I don't course. think those, those guys are winning their championships all the time. Like I don't know. Um anyway, he's at the same he's at the same bars as us with uh the band playing the other night, Modern Refuge just playing. And there there he was, sitting over there. So I wasn't gonna say anything to him, but uh he was actually in an Avengers movie. Oh, is that right? Yeah, like it's just as an extra. He's like a security guard for uh, Robert Redford, who you probably don't know. He's in, in the Avengers movie either. I had no idea. <laughs> so uh, I, was, I told my son, I was like, "You want to say hi to him?" Like I just, I wasn't, I wasn't going to, but my son's a big Avengers kid. I Did he recognize him? him? No, nah, I mean he's in it for two seconds. He had no idea. I showed uh, him, pic- I showed him a picture of the scene, and uh, he knows the scene. So now he'll point him out every time, but. Um, oh, before that, he actually went up to the band and said something, and uh, our cousin made mention that he is uh, a three time champion in the league. I'm but, sure Matthew Berry never gets that. <laughs> well, so I'll give so Matt, Matthew Berry. So I, I go, I said, uh, so Mr. Berry, you know, I always do that. Celebrity, anybody's celebrity, I always do Mr. Mr. Berry, I don't, don't want to bother you. He's walking out, so I don't want to bother you, but. It was my son. I said, uh, he thought it'd be cool to meet somebody who had met Thor. So, you know, shook his hand. What's your name? How old are you? What grade are you in? He goes, Zoe, I have twin daughters your age. He goes, but they're at home sleeping. So I guess that means I'm a better dad than your dad, huh? So I got a little chuckle <laughs> out of that. He goes, or your dad's a lot cooler than me. And I was like, oh, I'm like, his cousin's the drummer, you know? He's like, oh, really? So he's like, yeah, they, they, they rocked. He said some nice things about the band and stuff. So I was kind of cool. Um, and then like said, he was nice being you. Appreciate you guys was on his way. And he's turned around. And he goes, don't, don't take any shit from that kid. Like point to point to our cousin. Like, that was the last thing he said. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, yeah. Really nice guy. And I, you're nice to my, I don't care. You can treat me like dirt, spit on me, you know, whatever. You treat my kid nice. Like I'm, that's, that's everything. That's everything I need right there. So. Was, uh, All right. So you, uh, so, uh, putting over Matthew Berry. He's got a pro. We're pro Matthew Berry podcast. He's a nice guy. He's crushing. He's crushing white wines. <laughs> I don't know if he was crushing them, but he had a white wine in front of him at all times. Could have been the same one. Maybe he was driving. I don't. I don't know. Maybe he's being responsible. He did. Uh, he did at one point. He was walking back from the John, and uh, during a drum solo, and he kind of did like the air drums. For yeah, the, cult for, of personality for his table. Oh, you saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went nuts for cult of personality. He did it for his, did it for his table. Yeah. So he posted it on uh, Instagram. Posted what? 
It was like a picture of him and his wife date night. It wasn't anything oh, about yeah. the band. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought I thought I thought I missed something, but all right. Wonder where he lives. He told me. I don't want to advertise here. Not that anybody listens. Uh, that's going to be like stalking him. But he told. Oh, he me. told you where he lived. Uh, yeah. His his wife came over, and I, f- I forget how it came up, but he's like, his wife said something to me, um, and they asked they asked where I lived, and then they told me where they and they 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 live near where I used to live, but uh, not Meriden. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, nah, he's not. No, nah, he's not. Um, yeah, a little bit. It's still from from where I used to live. It's still a little bit of a hike for him to get there. But uh, yeah, so I don't. Yeah, I don't even. Know, I don't even remember how they came up. To be honest with you, but she came by and was like, "Oh, the car's ready" or something like that. They're waiting for us. You know, I'm sure like he has her do that all the time. I'm sure I'm sure celebrities always has have that out and like, you know. Yeah, we, we weren't like fanboy. We were, we were like talking. We we're like we we're like fanboying over him or anything like that. Um, did he give any fantasy advice? No, he did not ask either. No, no. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't let you know about Devontae Adams. No, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your brother kind of came over and said, kind of, he kind of came over and jumped in and started talking. Like uh, after I introduced my introduced myself, your brother kind of came in and started talking to him. Maybe maybe that's where it came in. And that's when she came over and was like, the car's yeah. ready. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I talked to that guy and that guy, but uh, that guy comes over, come save me, come rescue me. Was it like cars ready, like someone was picking them up? Did they get like uh... I don't, um, No, it, it, it sounded like somebody, not somebody's picking them up, but somebody was, whoever was driving them was there. But they did a whole group of people, so one of them could have been driving. But yeah, I guess it could have been like an Uber or a taxi or something. Yeah, because they were there by themselves for a little bit before mm, those people that's got right. there. That's so. right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they take a car, which is a smart thing to do. If you're going to go out to the bar, especially if you're a celebrity, I mean, why are you doing, you know, pounding, pounding white lines and going and driving, you know, a good 40 <laughs> minutes away? Irresponsible, I'll tell yeah. you that. Yes. Be extremely irresponsible. The last thing you want to do is get caught DUI. What are you drinking all night? And you're like, oh, Chardonnay. Like, uh, what? <laughs> like, all right, you can yeah. go. You can go. <laughs> It probably gets you out of it, yeah. Like You're to like see a, that mug shot. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a difference. The DWI uh, Chardonnay, DWI Jack Daniels, much different. Yeah, It'd be a great thirty for thirty. It's like what derailed Matthew Barry's career as a modern <laughs> refuge show, and a bottle of Pinot Gris, <laughs> two bottles of Woodbridge. Yeah. What was the yellow foot, yellow tail? What's the cheap yeah. shit? <laughs> yellow tail is pretty good. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I talked to the wrong guy. I didn't think anything. Oh, man. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that was it. That's so, Matthew I mean. Berry, confirmed nice guy and responsible. Confirmed nice guy, responsible guy, yeah. That's it. That's all you need to know about Matt Berry. I apologize for forgetting his name. I kept I kept wanting to call him Jay Billis when I was starting up. Oh like, man, saying, it's well, prejudice it's just, against the balds. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, I just I couldn't I couldn't place it. I just kept uh, thinking it was college basketball, I guess, and ESPN. I just uh, yeah, my mind was going to Jay Billis. I knew it wasn't Jay Billis, so I apologize for forgetting his name, but. Um, yeah, 
That's the guy wanted to watch some college basketball. He put it in his Instagram post. Like, yeah. Want, want some hoops. Yeah. Yeah. Good dude. And hey, anytime you go to a cash only place, you're all class, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. I was very, uh, there aren't many places you need, you need to have, uh, you know, cash on you. I was very proud of myself because I had enough to pick up the bill. <laughs> I was like, can see this is why you have cash. I mean, there's an ATM, but it's just it's just another thing you have to do. Yep. I hear you. It's another not, thing you got to do. I did not have enough to pay the bill, but it is a cheap ATM. They don't house you. It's like a, it was under two bucks for the ATM. Surcharge. Yeah, which is good. It's not a casino. Like a casino ATM, a casino. It's like twelve dollars. Yeah, they kill you. They kill you. Here, I think here, I get those here, back though, at the end of the month. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Some banks do that. Yep. I think. I could, could be wrong. Yeah. I thought it was because um, I was a big shot. Maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe it's at a certain balance. That it could be. I don't know. Up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They definitely get different offers uh, from the bank than. than um, the, the the more you have in your account, the better you're treated at those places for sure. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, I I can tell. <laughs> I can t- I can tell by the way I'm talked to compared to somebody else, and vice if somebody's like beneath me or above me when I yeah. walk in. You know where you're very there. transparent. Those bankers. The hierarchy is yeah we don't they don't hide it. <laughs> Not at all. No. Are you excited uh, to see Matt Ryan in Indianapolis? No. <laughs> Although he will have a good offensive line, I guess, but no. Poor Frank Reich. And this, like, this is his fifth quarterback now. Or, I don't know. However long he's been there, however many years, this is his that many quarterback. <laughs> Are you excited for Marcus Mariota in Atlanta? Even less. <laughs> yeah. Quarterback yeah. carousel, out of control. It is a little nuts. I feel like it's, it's, it was like this last year kind of too, right? I mean, I guess. Now, what's – is Baker on the – is he still a Brown technically? Technically still a Brown. I assume he'd be in a deal to Houston, but I would say Houston – Davis Mills. That's a good point. Davis Mills. Houston better do something with these picks. They better make it work for them. All these picks are getting, this has to be, this has to be their foundation. Don't fuck this up, Houston. Houston, I mean, probably going to fuck it up. Yeah. Where is Baker going to go? I mean, how, who, who needs like a Baker Mayfield? Giants? Uh, <laughs> no, we got Tyrod Taylor. I'm happy with our quarterback situation for the first time. Philly? No. We'll upgrade from Hertz. Uh, I, don't see, I, do, I do not see him doing well in Philly. I don't think he's a Philly guy. The betting shirts the imagination. He wouldn't last a month in Philadelphia. No, probably not Philly. There's got to be a team. He's got to be a. I don't think he's going to go the backup route yet. I mean, eventually he's going to be. Yeah, I don't know where else. 
everybody's kind of settled in the place. Uh, well, Seattle. Seattle's possibility. Seattle's, um, Seattle's returning to the dregs of society, kind of like how, kind of like what we're going to see in New Orleans with them kind of reverting to their old ways and see the same thing the in Seattle. Eights. Carolina for Baker? That's Matt a, Rule could fix that's Baker. A, that's a possibility. That's a good call. Carolina's a possibility. I could see that. They have no leg to stand on and no quarterback. I think that's my front runner. Yeah, Carolina. Yeah. You could, that, that, there's no way they're rolling with Darnold for another year, right? I mean – I, no, there's no reason to do that. Yeah. <laughs> they just keep bringing in quarterbacks from that draft class. <laughs> Next year, they could bring in Josh Rosen. <laughs> you might be the best one. We'll, we'll never know. <laughs> no, yeah. Good, good for you. He's never really exposed, Josh Rosen. That's right. Big arm. Small, Big arm. small doses. That's it. He's got a ring. Oh, from uh, was it KC? Tampa. Tampa. Oh, that's right, Tampa. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if he ever got a ring, but he's on that team. I'm not sure how that works. I'm not sure how far down the depth. No, I depth think he are. gets it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. It'll be on his uh, football reference page, right? Josh Rosen. Yeah. If you if you got a ring, they, if you won a championship in a year, Pro Football Reference. Just clicked on an ESPN article. It looked like uh, – Oh, uh, did he not appear in a game? So, that does, may, might not count. Yeah, but was he on the, the bench? Was he at least like a third stringer? He dressed. He's not even listed in 2020. Probably practice squad. Oh, yeah. Blaine Gabbert was the backup. And, I mean, who the hell knows who the third stringer was? <laughs> Um, I just Googled, does Josh Rovin have a Super Bowl ring? It says no. I could be – my crazy – like the Colts – I mean, it's not ideal. But wouldn't you have rather brought in Baker over Matt Ryan? Uh, the unknown of Baker is better than the corpse of Matt Ryan. I think, I think seeing what Stafford did in a new environment probably sways the thinking in Indy. Like, oh, maybe he just needs to change the scenery and better, better team and better surroundings. Yeah. And he can excel even if it's just for one season. Um, and Baker will be there next year anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I, even the corpse of Matt Ryan is a better arm than Baker. And plus, Baker was hurt. So you don't know he's coming off of, of that. Um, yeah. Matt I, Ryan I, just does nothing for me. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, I hear you. He's, he is uh, dead man walking. He is the 1% milk of NFL quarterbacks, for sure. Yeah. Low fat, non-fat milk. It's yeah, I think it's just stale milk. It's chunky milk left out. I think Baker has. I mean, Baker besides on the field, he's got like a few things to prove. As far as 
I'm not a Baker guy either. <laughs> no, I I'm know. Just, I'm just putting him up against Matt Ryan. I'm just trying to think like what the teams think about him. I think he's got something to prove, not just on the field, but like I don't know, like his attitude. I feel like it hasn't improved from when he was a rookie. Like he's still like kind of this whiny little kid. When he's it's like that maturity never came. I know he's gotten some shit and stuff, but mm-hmm. I, like just how he handled this off season didn't look good. People probably turns people off. Um, he's getting a bad rap in like the locker room a little bit too, and that's never good. You don't want to bring that in. And uh, if you're looking to win eight games this season, it's got to be Matt Ryan, not Baker. <laughs> I think. And maybe even, yeah, maybe, maybe I just feel like look, Matt Ryan is cooked. He's he, finished. Yeah, he might be, but I think, but I think that's you said like an unknown for Baker. Unknown for him is you know, was it just the was it just his environment? Does he have a little bit a little rejuvenated? You know, like that. Well, like I would like to go to an alternate universe where like guys don't end up on the Browns just to see what would have happened. I don't know the the Browns don't exist. We had that. Yeah, we had that for a minute, for a little bit. Yeah, and then they became like the model franchise, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, even like a Darnold. Like, what if the Jets don't exist? <laughs> and Darnold goes to like a team that actually knows what they're doing. Yeah, and I feel like team. the stench from that team just lingers with them. Mm-hmm. Like Darnold is not; it's just over. He's got yeah. he's got the Jet DNA even when he's in Carolina. Yeah, but some of that Jet stuff's on him. Like the mono thing, like that's on you, man. That's not on that's not the Jets. Maybe because he was at they the Jets. They did a terrible job around him. Yeah. Terrible. The team did, did a bad job. But, yeah, I don't know. I, it's still possible that he could turn things around, no? Like, no, nah, I think it's over. The, the, no. You can't recover from the Jet DNA. What does it take for him for a guy like that to recover? A guy like that's got to like buy in, be a backup for a couple of years, and get a shot, and then yeah. make, the mo- make the most of it when that shot comes, and like go like five and two for a team down the stretch, throw for a bunch of touchdowns, and just be like, "Look, I still got it. You're all in from the get go. You know, you're not on the field, but you're work- working as the backup. You're working the playbook, and you go out there when you get your shot and you deliver." And then maybe you get another shot to start. That's that's the only way. Like if you just think you're gonna get grandfathered in as this top pick, yeah. it's never gonna happen. Yeah, you have to completely buy into your role and you have to like literally prepare every day like you're gonna play. Like a Fitzpatrick has been able to hang around because he just he buys in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not maybe I'll play, maybe I won't, but like he's always ready. And I think mm-hmm. it's just those guys are kind of few and far between. I don't know if Darnold's going to be that guy. Baker's probably not going to be that oh, guy. Even though he is definitely going to end up a backup. Like both those guys are closer to backup than they are like eleven and five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder how Baker Baker will not handle being a backup. Well, he barely handled being a starter. Well. Yeah, yeah, bad, Baker. Bad attitude guys are never good backups, and his his attitude is questionable right now. Yeah, that's like Cam. Like yeah, Cam was, I never, Cam was like, I can't. He's like, I can't be a backup. I'm Cam Newton. I'm like, well, that's you saying that. Like, you could definitely be. A he backup. even yeah, didn't he say that? That's why he left New England. He was like, yeah, he couldn't. 
Yeah, because it's like Mac Jones. Yeah, Mac yeah. Jones. Yeah, that's Cop. Yeah, that guy. That guy can't be on your team. Yeah, no. Like, in order to have that resurgence, you have to like be a guy who's willing. You have to have a little humble pie at some point. Yeah, I don't see that with uh, with Baker. And you should. Be. And you got to keep working. Like you are the starter. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got to get healthy, and I I think he'll be better than he was last year. Wherever wherever he ends up, whatever he plays next, if he gets healthy, he'll be better than he was last year. But uh, he's got a little work to do. Oh, you know what? He he might be. I mean, he'd be starting for the Browns for the first few weeks of the season. I mean, Deshaun's gonna be suspended, right, for at least four games, five games. You would you would think so, yeah. You'd think so. As long as he didn't, I mean, he'll he'll be back by you would think October, as long as he doesn't gamble on a, you know, as long as he doesn't put in a parlay, he'll be all right. <laughs> Uh, UConn women are up 11, so they look like they're safe. I can turn it off now. And you wanted to shut it off at the bar. Crazy. Well, they were up fucking 20 at the half. I think they were playing Mercer. That's a nail-biter for the UConn women. Yeah. They get these games in Bridgeport. I know they got to sell tickets, but (laughs) it seems a little unfair. UCF's 26-3 and on the season. They got to play a road game, second round. (laughs) That's rough. Yeah, seven seed though. Yeah, no, I know it's weak conference. What's the Central Florida? The Knights. I picture a knight. I say knights. All right. Uh, do you see this letter? Is going public? The, I don't know exactly what's in it. I know we usually do baseball, uh, the post show, but I think it was get over with now. Okay. Uh, Major League Baseball sent a letter to the Yankees about sign stealing in 2017, and the letter's going to be made public. So they got caught stealing signs in 2017, and now it's going to be made public. Yeah, I I don't even give a fuck. Well, a letter detailing a 2017 investigation into the New York Yankees will become become a public document two years uh, after whatever. Um, so it's detailing the investigation. It doesn't say anything about if cheating is in it. Yeah. I, all right. So people are going to make a big deal out of it because the Yankees. Yeah. All right. Fine. Here, take our World Series rings. Here you go. We'll get. We'll give them back. Oh, look! I'm more <laughs> willing to. I'm more willing to do what the other teams that got caught cheating had to deal with. And if we had to suspend our manager, that says we have to suspend our manager. <laughs> All right, like 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 AJ Hinch and uh, Alex Cora, by all means. Well, the problem um, the problem is Girardi was the manager in 2017. So ah shit. <laughs> but that doesn't make it all right. You know, Boone <laughs> took over. Uh, you know, took over a franchise that obviously implements cheating. Maybe he needs to be penalized as well. You know. Well, it was only was only 2017 that he was the fucking coach. Oh man, it feels like forever. It feels like so long ago. That Girardi was the coach. Yeah, I know. Oh uh, yeah, it's been uh, yeah, it's been five years. Yeah. Whoops. Time flies. Well, they can still have Boone. <laughs> Throw Boone to the 
We'll make a sacrifice, a virgin sacrifice. Yeah, I, 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 I stopped caring about Houston's cheating scandal. I'm not going to care about ours. Yeah, no, I just it's going to be a big deal because it's the Yanks. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what could possibly be in it. That was um, like the Apple Watch thing, wasn't that a, yeah. a thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You feel like maybe all these teams are cheating, just the good ones are kind of the microscopes under them. Well, yeah, I think with, everybody. I think everybody's looking for the edge. With technology now, mm-hmm. it makes it seem easier that you could gain an edge here and there. There's always going to be different. There's always going to be new ways to cheat. Mm-hmm. You know, I just kind of assumed like the whole the old thing where a guy at second base would signal to the batter like where the catcher was setting up. I, I always thought it was kind of like gamesmanship. I don't consider that cheating. That's something you got to kind of police on the field. Yeah, because no one that I don't think anyone's ever gotten suspended for that, right? I mean, it's I just so. part I, of the I, game. Yeah, I always thought that was kind of you know, you guy leans one way or whatever. It's kind of you know, right? I mean, you you have to be good at it. Don't get. I always figured don't get caught or else you're getting one under the chin. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. That's that. There's definitely a risk involved. But there's something different about like when you when you're using electronics and stuff where it's just it's, it's uh, wrong. Right, it's it's right. It just doesn't pass the uh, whatever you want to call eye test, smell smell test. It's just not. It's not right. What's like steroids? Like it's just it's it's different. It's a foreign substance onto the field that you can't really you can't see, you can't smell, you don't. Well, it's it's legal now, so everyone's going to be doing it. (laughs) Yeah, I love how that years years of dealing with it and years of. you know, testimonies in front of Congress and shit. Palmero was there and Sosa couldn't speak English and all this shit. <laughs> Bonds, Clemens can't get the Hall of Fame. They're like, ah, oh, we're going to stop testing. What the fuck was all that for the last 25 years? Yeah, it's, yeah that beats me. I don't know. Bonds and Clemens still not in the Hall of Fame. At this point, I, I, I've said well, they, I, I don't even care. Well, they're not testing for it. Doesn't mean they're not, doesn't mean it's legal, right? Well, steroids are still technically illegal. It's like, right? It's like if MLB was like, "Hey, cocaine's fine. It's still against federal law." <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So I don't know where that leaves it. I, How does Robbie Cano feel about that? He just got he got he got suspended for a season. That's what I said when the news broke. I was like, "How pissed would you be if you're Cano? You lost how many years? Year and a half or whatever it was." Yep. And uh, all right, that's uh, not the biggest baseball news, but uh, we'll go to Minnesota, where uh, huh. <laughs> now just on, on the surface, you like this move from Minnesota, Correa? Uh, yeah, yeah. You gotta. I mean, the Twins have been like the softest, most pussy ass team for so long. Like, you need to get some toughness in there. Do you think he's? Do you think Correa's? Got the toughness, or do you think he kind of rode off his teammates there? I, I wonder if, I wonder how much he needs those guys around him to be what he was in Houston. I don't think to me, to me, Correa is not a guy who can carry a team. Right. But if you get Correa in a big game, oh, he will yeah. make big plays, yeah, big that's, hits. That's true. So that's yeah. what I would say. That's what I would say. Um, 
about Correa. If Correa is on a so-so team, he's not going to put them over the top. But if you put him on, I don't, I don't, I haven't looked at the Twins roster, but if they're like you know a pennant race type of team, mm-hmm. they'll benefit from having Correa there, assuming he can stay on the field. Yeah, I think it's, it's a good. It's definitely worth it. Definitely worth it for the Twins. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. You're not going to get. He's getting serious money. You're not going to get that kind of production. He's going to put up numbers. I mean, he's going to. Yeah, but he's. I don't think. I don't see him in like the MVP race or anything like that. No, I think that's kind of past. Right, that's kind of past. I don't think he's going to pull that kind of out. That kind of performance out. But you're right. When when push comes to shove, he's a guy you want on a team making a push for a ring. Yes, thousand percent. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, because there was a point last year where he was batting like seventh on that team. But he was also kind of hurt and stuff, and he eventually got bumped up a little bit in the lineup. But there's a point when he was way down the lineup, was not hitting at all. Yeah, he never really, like, panned out as the, you know, future Hall of Fame, you know, perennial all-star guy, whether that's injuries or just underperformance, whatever. But yeah, both. He's in a good situation on a good team where, yeah, being a being clutch, you know, benefits right, him. Right, you got a good, you could, you could, you've guys like Altuve and Alvarez and Bregman and got all those guys around him, um, kind of, kind of back him up when he's not hundred percent. So yeah, so I'm curious to see if that, yeah, if, if he has that kind of core in Minnesota. Um, from yeah, Yankees, who knows? From Yankee standpoint, I mean, they're getting Yankees getting killed for not signing them and basically giving the twins the wiggle room to sign them. Uh, that's all. Just, Damn, it wasn't a great look. No. Nah. Where did you grade? I mean, first of all, is Cashman done? Um, I think he's checked out. I think he's walking at the end of the year. No, that's think, my hot you, take. Wow. Okay. Do you think he's done making moves? This oh, no, done making moves. I thought you meant yeah. like done being yeah. the general manager. <laughs> uh, yes, to both. So why wouldn't he go all in though? I don't understand why. Why is his swan song trading for Josh, Josh Donaldson? <laughs> I don't know. I think there's something that's going to come out years later. There's something. Something isn't right. Whether it's Hal kind of hamstringing him, yeah, or uh, something just feels off. And he's not like it's not like he's cheap. It's just that they they've kind of like spent money poorly. Yeah. Yeah. They have it tied up in like guys like Hicks and you know Stanton. I know Stanton's been great, but like Stanton, you know, who's a DH, and then you know yeah, but Stanton, you, you, have- you trade for another righty aging righty who's going to be a DH probably eventually in Donaldson. Just but if you but if you're like comparing to the Dodgers though, like the Stanton contract could be like. Could be like uh, Muncie and um, I don't know. Pick another guy in that lineup. It could be like two of those guys. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know their their payrolls, you know, inflated. But you know, that's it's a lot of money to one guy who's hardly on the field. I think Cash. This is his last year on his contract, Cashman. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna walk. I just got a feeling he's done. He's not going to get fired because yeah, no, he's impossible. To we don't get fired. do that. Yeah, the Giants wouldn't fire Gettleman. The Yankees aren't firing Cashman. 
<laughs> it was too much. Uh, yeah, I, I, I just have a feeling he's good. And he's definitely going to go get another job. Like, he's not just going to go right off. He, I, don't, and I, I don't know if going he's going to. the Mets? Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, it's Either the Mets or he'll try and go to, like, a small market team and show you how smart he is there. Oh, yeah. He'd probably be that. better off. No, he probably but he, be better off going to the Mets, but yeah, I, I, I could see either. I could see either. He's the Mets with their deep pockets. Well, who's their GM right now? I don't know. Does it matter? No, but you're right because everyone's going to be lined up for Cashman if he yeah. if he walks in the end of the year. That's just my feeling. That's that's what I've taken out of this offseason is that he's just done. Uh, Billy Epler's the GM. Oh, he's replaceable. <laughs> I can tell you right now, it's replaceable. What? What's? What, what's the? Wouldn't appeal? surprise me if Cashman went to the Mets. What's the appeal of Cashman, though? Yankees GM for so long. I'd never. He's a any. brand name. He's a, he's just a brand name. Yeah, and uh, their biggest problem is he's uh, maybe Tal. It's that friendship he has with Billy Bean, and they just they like they trade stories about how to save a buck here and there and the trade stories about how to use uh what do you call it, analytics to their to their advantage and that kind of shit it's a fucking dick measuring contest uh who can reinvent the wheel more yeah i think uh i think he's mentally checked out wow i think he's that doesn't mean he's not gonna try but like he's, he's just not he's not going the extra mile i mean he's got i mean he's got job security that no nobody else has and he's got the the he's a lame duck so like he can walk whenever he wants like what is his what's his motivation to go the extra mile you would think to win but uh i guess that's not enough these days I I think he's got like his already one foot out the door. Ugh. He's looking at a different job. I I really think that I think he's he's had it. Great. I don't know. I like. I don't know why. I, I think it'll come out at some point. Like I don't know. He might be best friends with Hal, but I just yeah. think he wants he wants like a different challenge. Yeah. Great. Well, we should make we should make for a really fun season. Him. Not wanting to load the Yankees up for years to come when he has to go someplace else, be a GM. Right, which is a serious problem. If I'm right, yeah. I just have a feeling I am because yeah. there's no reason for him to go that extra mile. Yeah, it just feels like the bare minimum so far this offseason. Oh, and you saw the thing with the catcher now that oblique. we traded for oblique. Yeah, oblique nice. bingo. He wins. Mm-hmm. Cashman said he knew about it. That he's he's uh it's progressing fine, which means we'll see him yeah, you know, around the all-star break. <laughs> Twenty twenty-three. Yeah, but you know, hey, it's just what are you gonna do? It's just it's as low of expectations as as the Yankees have had in a long time. It's you just gotta deal with it, I guess. I'm not I'm not gonna cry about like Trevor's story because I like I wouldn't have been waving pom poms if Cashman signed Trevor's story to six and one forty, but agreed. Yeah. You know, it is uh, it is a little unsettling how quiet they are when it's been a while since they've won. It doesn't really make much sense. But, listen, hey, low expectations. 
fourth place. Anything above fourth place, right? I guess, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. That's really it. it you're really looking at fourth place. Jameson Sion, two, two starter, maybe Cy Young. Well, that's, I mean, not getting crazy. Well, I, I have to. I'm trying to get this team to 91 wins. I'll take 27 starts from her. <laughs> Rollis Chapman's still on the team. Yeah, I, I, it hasn't really – hasn't been a great I, – I was waiting until the offseason was over, but I think it's pretty much over, so I could evaluate it now. That hasn't been a good one. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably end up getting like, – if anything, I'd get those uh, pitcher or two from the A's. And fucking Luke Voigt. You know, they, they, Luke Voigt led the league in home runs in 2020. And, of course, typical Cashman fashion, does he sell high on him there? No. He waits until the guy barely plays in 2021, does mm-hmm. dick, and then he trades him for a 20-year-old arm. Yeah. He could have traded the guy off a fucking league-leading home run season and you wait until the foul. Yeah, that's the guy. I don't know. The guy just lost it as a GM. He yep. doesn't have it anymore. There you have it. And if we're lucky, we won't have to deal with him anymore. I don't think you're gonna have to. This is it. This is the last dance. Oh, be Cashman. Right. Well, there don't, there'll be no there'll be no uh, eight part documentary about it. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. All right. You got anything else for tonight, my man? I think that's it. All right. Well, thanks as always for spending time with us here on Sunday Port. We'll be back here on Thursday night, first leg of uh, Sweet 16, and with our picks for day two. Uh, until then, have a great fucking week. We'll talk to you then, Ant. Yeah, thanks uh, for listening, everybody. A couple days off. Enjoy it. Watch a movie, do something. Give your wife a break from all the hoops and uh, get right back at it Thursday. See you then. Did see Hicks was on uh, with Sabathia. <laughs> what, just, what are they doing? Podcasting? Yeah, well, yeah, just is like a guest on Sabathia's podcast, <laughs> and um, he was like, "Yeah, well, you got to go. we, we had to get back to the Yankees of old, where we go into to places and the people fear us. They're scared to play us. We kick their ass day one." And day two, they come out. They don't want to see us for day two because we beat them so bad day one. I'm like, that's nice coming from you, buddy. I didn't see Aaron Hicks said that? Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> – I mean, the idea is you have the right idea, but uh, – Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's – must be talking about those uh, games out of Camden Yards. I mean, there's <laughs> not, that, not that many teams that uh, fared to Aaron. That's the problem. Like, what the fuck does he even mean by Yankees of old? What fucking great Yankee team did you ever play on? What the fuck are you talking about? What great team did you ever play on? <laughs> All right, that's fit, fair. Also, yeah, like, we we need to get back. No, you 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 need to get somewhere you've never been, motherfucker. What are you talking about? Get back. You talk. Get back. You have to get lost. <laughs> when, uh, yeah, I mean, him, him in center field. Like, I didn't miss him at all. But uh, 
Now he's, you know, he's gonna be every day batting third, whatever the fuck. Guaranteed batting third. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not looking forward to Hicks. Really, Hicks went from underrated to overrated really fast. But it wasn't us who, or anybody who overrated him. Right when like he came in, it was like, oh, awesome defensive center fielder who's going to hit down in the lineup like eighth or ninth. Anything you get out of him offensively is right. And then you actually did get some stuff out of him offensively, and it was like, oh, nice, he could hit a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he started hitting third, and it was like, what? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah, they definitely jumped the gun on that. Let's go, this guy. Just woke up one day, and Aaron Hicks was hitting third. Was <laughs> like, oh, man, this team isn't as good as we thought. Why is he hitting third? Oh, he was two for three yesterday. The home run. Like, huh? That's not really a good – Indication he's a three hitter, but all right, yeah. and he's been there ever since. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. yeah, really bizarre, really bizarre way of handling him. But uh, yeah, so yeah, day couple of days here. I got to catch up on uh, got to catch up on Showtime. Oh yeah, I've been. I still haven't watched past the first episode. Maybe I'll go do that now. All right. Yeah, it's like it's 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 a fun show. It's not I don't know if it's great, but it's you know, for for the hoops junkie, I think it's a fun one. And uh, it's almost like fan not fiction, but fan nonfiction. Like exaggerated fan nonfiction. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You're on the I don't know I don't know I don't know if the, any of that is right, but you're on the right track. We're in the ballpark. We've entered yeah. the arena. Yeah. Um, I think I get up on some gemstones. I'm still working through season two. Not very far, but I'm still working through season two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm off. I actually watched The Billions tonight. I, I, I watched the first episode of season six a while ago. Yeah. And then I went back and watched uh, episode two, I think it was. Yeah, I haven't uh, watched since – before the pandemic it's uh oh you're digging yourself a hole you might not even go back to it probably yeah. i thought i thought about not going back to it but i don't know it's on the dvr i'll just watch it yeah no i know i'm i'm in a hole no axle rod is kind of like what's the point or the point of those first five seasons like the whole thing was about did he um like did they bow did he, like within the story of the show, did he bow out, or was it just like kind of? Yeah, I mean, do you go to jail, of, or, do you go to jail just, or something? Are you spoil, spoil no. Oh, so, no, he didn't. He, did. he just kind of went overseas. Oh. I'm out of here. Okay, didn't retire or anything. No, he was kind of in a pickle and he just bailed. Oh, he's in hiding. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's an easy, easy way out. Yep. <laughs> All right. That's how that works in that world, huh? I guess so. You're just out, and I guess he's gone for good. I don't think he's coming back. His wife passed away, so. Wait, what? No, I mean, like, in real life. 
Which oh, I didn't Damien. Know oh, yeah. Yes, I did. I did know that. I think I knew she was sick or something. I didn't. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, it sucks. Ah, uh, well, if, that, if that's why they wrote him off, then that's you know. I think that's why what it was. Yeah, oh, that doesn't count then. As like a weird ending. That's you yeah. Know, you do what you can. Right. Respectful way to handle it. All right. All right. Well, on that awful note, <laughs> I'll, right. uh, I'll talk to you later on, man. Good show. All right. Peace. See it.